You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with a great friend of the program, Amy Trask of CBS Sports. Amy, thanks so much for taking the time. How are you today? Oh, boy, thanks for having me, man. I always enjoy uh, joining you, and I'm doing well. Thank you. It is our pleasure. Got to start in New York. What's your reaction to how the last seven days have played out for the Giants? First, the news they had benched Eli Manning, and now Ben McAdoo and GM Jerry Reese both are out. Well, um, you know, John Mara used the word spinning out of control or spiraling out of control when he addressed the media today. I don't know precisely the words, but it was one of those two expressions. And they obviously decided to make an in-season change rather than waiting out the remainder of the season, which is rather uncharacteristic for the Giants. But I think we all saw the proverbial writing on the wall as to what would happen after the season. As to the Eli situation, um, you know, two-time Super Bowl MVP, 210 consecutive starts. Uh, the situation was handled very, very, very poorly. That said, those situations are never easy to handle. Always, always tough when an organization transitions. But as noted, I don't know that they could have handled it much more poorly than they did. Yeah, I mean, they, they really handled that one pretty poorly, and I think they're going to end up suffering, I think, at the end of the year, because I don't think Eli's going to be there with them, Amy. But uh, I want to talk about a guy who will end up being with his team next year. That's Russell Wilson, uh, putting on a phenomenal oh, boy, oh boy. display of a game uh, last night. And, and to see him do it without a running game, I think is, is unquestionably uh, one of the best performances by a quarterback in the game today, considering he's the leading rusher on the team. Do you think he deserves to be in the conversation of the MVP? It it would be impossible for me to agree with you any more than I agree with you. I am grinning from ear to ear as you're speaking, Cordell. Mm -hmm. Um, That, to me, is the definition of a most valuable player. He is clearly the most valuable player to his team. Not only does he have no running game, the offensive line has been doing an abysmal job of Protecting, you know, pass protection has been non-existent at times. There's no run blocking, which is why there's no run game. I would posit for your consideration the following statement. Any other quarterback behind that line um, could not be doing, or, you know, most other quarterbacks, almost every other quarterback, I'm sure we could think of one or two um, that are in the league now. But to do what he is doing with that offensive line is, it's just sensational, and I do think that he defines MVP. Amy, let's draw on your time in Oakland. Rich Gannon bounced around the league, got starting opportunities, but could never sustain it, wound up playing for the Raiders, and transformed himself into a league MVP. Do you see any parallels between Gannon's odyssey to what's going on with Case Keenum now in Minnesota? Cordell and I have a difference of opinion when it comes to can Case keep it going? I need to see more. Cordell's a big fan. But if I'm just looking for a precedent, Gannon came to mind because Keenum has had chances, hasn't been able to hold on to the job, and now he's playing sensational football for the Vikings. He is, but it's more than just Keenum. You know, he is, I I don't want to take away from what he's doing because he's not getting them into trouble. He's not undermining what they're building around him. He's not, you know, making the mistakes that could do away with all the other things they're doing so well. But Minnesota's offensive line has just been dominating in some of the games this year. And, you know, again, I don't want to minimize what Keenum is doing, 
But sometimes you want a quarterback there who just doesn't make mistakes, and he hasn't, and I hope this doesn't jinx him, he hasn't been making those sorts of mistakes. But Minnesota as a whole is a very, very balanced team. They're playing well on defense. They're playing well on offense. The line has been dominating at times. Um, That whole team seems to be firing on all cylinders. And what do we know about playing quarterback? And look at me telling Cordell about playing quarterback. That's kind of rich, isn't it? Um, What's a quarterback's best friend? A running game. What's a quarterback's best friend? A sensational defense. And Minnesota's putting a lot of things together. Yes, they are. Tell me about the AFC West. Kansas City started off undefeated for the first five games, and and now all of a sudden we sit here where there's three teams sitting there right now at six and six, and one of those teams is the Chargers. Their momentum is is unbelievable right now, and I and I said, you know what? With that momentum, I feel this team can actually win this division because I think both Oakland and Kansas City are struggling right now. How do you think this division end up when it comes down to winner of that division? You may well be right, and of course, uh, I'm going to say San Diego for a moment because it was San Diego back in 1992 when this happened. The Chargers have experience with that. In 92, they started 0-4 and went on to win the division. So um, I'm not suggesting that the heck, some of the players on the team probably weren't even born then if I do the math. But my point is it's been done before in the AFC West, and the Chargers are the team that did it. Kansas City did roar out to that 5-0 and start that you just referenced. And, you know, the thing about that is, is they pocketed those wins. When we discuss the, the season early, early, early on, and people say, oh, it's early, oh, it's early, I always respond, and that's when you want to stockpile wins. If you can get some early, early wins before teams figure out who you are and before teams really gel, well, you've got those stockpiled for the end of the season. So, yeah, Kansas City is stumbling for surely sure, but it did stockpile those early wins. And who knows, does this division come down to December 31st when the Oakland Raiders visit the Los Angeles Chargers in Carson? Maybe it does. Oakland goes this week to Kansas City for what's a very, very important game now. Taking you around the league with our friend Amy Trask of CBS Sports. Check her out on that other pregame show this Sunday, every Sunday throughout the regular season and playoffs on the CBS Sports Network. Amy, let's focus on the other team playing well in Los Angeles. Great storylines to dissect across the NFL, but do you think the turnaround of the Rams could be the best story of them all this year as they get set to host the Eagles in a juicy matchup on Sunday? Oh, it is juicy. Great word choice. Um, it certainly could be. And, you know, first of all, I would be remiss if I don't note that Jared Goff went to my alma mater, the University of California. So I just kind of had to get that little push in there for our Cal Bears. Uh, last year, when Sean McVay made two decisions with respect to his coaching staff, I said, these are tremendous, tremendous decisions that set this team up to win. One was going out and hiring Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator. And the thing that struck me is Sean McVay, at the time he made that hire, the youngest head coach in the NFL, he may still be. I don't know if someone hired after him might be slightly younger. But if he's not the youngest, he's one of the two youngest. And he wasn't hesitant at all. He had the confidence and the maturity and the wisdom to go out and hire the best defensive coordinator candidate out there, notwithstanding that he was a man 
four decades his senior who had been a head coach. In other words, McVeigh didn't feel threatened by that. He went out and got the best guy for the job. And he did something else. He retained a gentleman that when we had him on our staff, we all called Bones, John Fossil, who I think is the best special teams coordinator in the league. And again, McVeigh could have been nervous, could have been insecure, and said, I don't want to retain a guy who was the interim head coach after the firing of Jeff Fisher. I want a new guy. But he knew how good Bones was, and he retained them. So I think McVeigh is doing everything right, and they're an exciting team to watch. Aaron Rodgers is around the corner waiting to have his opportunity to start. If Hundley can pull off the next two games, the Cleveland Browns, the Carolina Panthers, all of a sudden here comes Aaron Rodgers. Do you think they can pull off potentially being the wild card team to maybe make it to the postseason? Well, look at that. We have a nice segue. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, both Cal Bears. How about that? Why don't my Bears ever play as well on Saturday as their alums seem to do on Sunday? (laughs) Um, But I love them. I love my Bears. Look, you're absolutely right, Cordell. Um, I think that the team is energized knowing they're getting Rodgers back, perhaps for those last two weeks or so of the season. Hundley is getting better. And if they can keep a little bit of momentum going while they're waiting for Rodgers, um, it it makes – maybe they are a wild card. It makes for an exciting race down the stretch. And I would never, ever, ever count out a team with Rodgers under center – but I do think there's other holes on that team that will have to be addressed. Amy, even though it's the holiday season, tough to be generous when it comes to what's going on in Cleveland. Yet another debacle. You were the CEO of the Raiders. You know the challenges of working in a front office. Browns still winless. If you look at the schedule, good chance to go in 0-16. Beyond head coach Hugh Jackson, could the changes in Cleveland extend into the front office, include team executives this time? Well, you know, we were talking this talking about this topic on our show yesterday, and I noted that in the years since Eli became the starting quarterback in New York and through his 210 consecutive starts, Cleveland started 24 different quarterbacks. And that's just a mind-blowing statistic. And there's something systemic there that needs to be addressed Uh, were I the owner, I would be looking at making some very sweeping changes. Maybe they are, you know, maybe people are replaced. Maybe there are simply additions, um, how the staff interacts. But I know this, you have to have on staff people who can evaluate talent. Because Al Davis said this to me more times than I can count over that almost 30 years I spent with him. The players are the game. And we can talk all we want about different things impacting wins and losses. At the end of the day, you have to have players. And some of the players that organization has let walk in the last few years, um, some of the personnel decisions are head-scratching. So the first thing I would look to address is do we have the right people on staff making the right decisions about our roster, or do we need to supplement that or fix that? Amy, great information as always. I'm encouraging Cordell to put that down he owes you in a box and send it to you this year as a holiday gift. You know, thank you for raising that because I was going to sign off by both thanking you for including me in your conversation. I always love speaking with you men. And by saying goodbye to Mr. Owes Me a Fourth Down. (laughs) 
I got you covered. Don't worry. One thing you know Thanks, for sure. I'm, I'm not letting that go, Cordell. I'm you will forever have a go. down left. I promise. Thank you very much. Amy, even though I only went to Stanford, I have a good memory. I had a sense you might conclude the conversation with that tidbit. Um, Well, thank you very, very much. And because you just referenced your education at that adorable little junior college, I will end the conversation by saying the band is on the field. Does it matter what the graduate school at USC? Can we end on a high note? We can always end on a high note no matter what. Thank you, Amy. Happy holidays. Thank you to you, too. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.